Hi, everybody. I missed you all. I was really sad to find out that there wasn't an episode last week. I really thought that there was going to be, but it didn't really fully register to me that the next day was New Year's Eve. So I still don't fully understand why we didn't get an episode, but I feel like this one that we got last night definitely makes up for what we possibly lacked last week. Um, so last week's recap, basically Wes loses to Devin in elimination and Devin gets the chance to choose a new partner and he chooses Corey. So then Corey ends up with Natalie because Natalie was by herself and Devin was by himself, but they didn't end up together, which I think is really interesting because I think that Devin just picked Tori because he didn't like her and maybe he finds her as disposable which could kind of work out in his favor if a female elimination is coming up. Um, obviously, when we first get into the episode, it seems like females are going to be next, but then some things kind of happen along the way, which really changed the trajectory of the episode. So they talk about the partnership, not really pleased to be together, but they have to work together from now on. Devin says that he doesn't like his teammate or something, which... You know, why would you pick them if you don't like them? But he must respect her as a competitor or he must see her as expendable. Because I would not pick somebody that I didn't like. That I knew that I couldn't get along with. Because those two don't get along. They have two very different outlooks on the game. And they just clash in a way that it doesn't even really make it interesting. It just feels like they hate each other. It's like maybe two two random kids fighting on the sidewalk or something because it's not even really dramatic. It's just that they hate each other. They don't really know a lot about each other and they each want their perspective to be heard. And that's obviously not going to happen. Both of them are not going to get what they want. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. A little later in the episode, probably five minutes or so, Tori and Festy are talking in the hot tub and people are starting to recognize that they're becoming close there have been some rumors that they've hooked up before, like after the season stopped filming. So this kind of makes it clear to me that they have something going on. Corey knows about it. Anissa knows about it. I think everybody with a brain could probably figure out that they have something. And Fessy talks about not wanting to get involved because Tori's engaged. I don't know if she still had the ring on her finger at the time, but if she did, then... You know, she might kind of be cheating. I don't really know what her and Jordan's relationship was like when she came out there. I think that they were having problems, but they weren't broken up yet. They hadn't called off the engagement. So it's going to be really interesting to see what she says. She talked about the editing pretty briefly on her Instagram a few days ago when the clip came out of her talking with Fessy. And she was saying that, oh, I didn't cheat. Editing's going to make you believe what you want to believe, which is true, which is fair. But I feel like they wouldn't actually make her out to seem like a cheater or him out to seem like a cheater if something wasn't going on. Because they both seem like somewhat faithful people, even though Tori has had rumors of her cheating before. In Dirty 30, she hooked up with Jordan and allegedly cheated on Derek, which, okay, well, she hooked up with him. Obviously, that's not alleged. Like, it's the truth, unless we're just missing something. So, 
I don't know if that's just how Tori is, or I don't know if the editing is kind of trying to make us believe something. But if you've been following Instagram, Twitter, or even Reddit, you would know that they have definitely gotten a lot closer. And it's going to be interesting to see what that dynamic is going to be like. Maybe if they ever become partners or if they decide to work together. But I definitely think that there's something in the works with the two of them. So we come to the scene that was also previewed on MTV's Challenge Twitter, I think, where Big T is talking about her life story, about how her brother died when she was young and her parents died and adoption wasn't really a thing in her culture. So her sister took care of her and took her to the UK. And it seems like a really lovely moment. You're really starting to get to know Big T, starting to realize what great of a person that she is. And all of a sudden, Devin, who was the one who asked her about her origin story, trying to relate to her because his dad also passed away, he starts getting into a fight with Amber. He's like, oh, well, I don't want her here. I want her to leave. And it just doesn't really make sense that we went from such a lovely moment to him fighting with a girl over nothing. And he's basically saying, oh, I want you to leave. You're a snake. You bother me. And she... Amber stands up for herself. She says, Devin has a pair of balls. He really shouldn't be talking to me like that. And they kind of argue for a little bit. And then Devin ends up leaving. And Big T wants him to stay, which I guess I understand because Devin is definitely a jerk. But he took interest in her in that moment. And he was sympathetic with her. But then he goes and starts a fight with somebody else. So he kind of brings it on himself. He's talking about how Amber's ruining his night and he deserves like all of the attention, which doesn't really, you know, mean anything. Like just because you win an elimination doesn't mean that you deserve the attention. Like Wes essentially gave it to you and you just have issues with everybody. So you're probably going to think that everybody's ruining your night. The next morning, Amber talks about how Nelson or Devin essentially made her cry or something and she felt attacked by him and then Nelson who's her partner says oh well I'm gonna stand up for you I'm gonna go talk to him so he talks to him and then Devin is essentially trying to play victim he's talking about how oh well she came at me she was trying to antagonize me or something and Nelson tells him like hey you know just because you won one time doesn't mean that you should have all the power like, don't get this twisted. And then Devin decides that, well, I'm going to go after Nelson and Amber now. But I feel like he was probably going to go after them regardless. So I think it's cool that Nelson is really standing up for his partner. Throughout the episode, it kind of seems like a theme that people are underestimating her. And people are thinking that she's going to be an easy win. I can beat her in anything. She gets underestimated because of her size. And even though Nelson knows that She's not really friends with a lot of people, so that might be a downfall. He really wants to support her and keep people from underestimating her, which I think is really good quality in a partner because you have to be able to ride or die with them. You might not ever get a chance to switch, so you really have to be willing to at least get along with them or at least respect them, and he definitely does more than that. The next big scene that we get in the episode is the challenge. I feel like they do challenges pretty early. You get a little bit of the house drama, and then you get challenge, and then you get the aftermath of the challenge. 
which I actually kind of like it like that because you get the challenge out of the way and then you get to see all of the interesting things that come from it. On Survivor, sometimes they don't have two challenges. Sometimes they just have one, which is immunity. And they usually try to leave it until about halfway through the episode, which is also good. But I prefer when there's two, you get a challenge, you get some drama, and then you get another challenge. Or you just get all the aftermath at once. Because that's what really makes it interesting. It doesn't really matter what happens before the challenge. It's what happens after. Because that can determine who's going to be going into elimination. So I think that the editing in that sense is pretty good. Um, I mean, it does leave a little bit left to be desired just with some of the challenges. But I think it's good the way that they kind of force feed you the drama. So the challenge that they're participating in is drone control or something where one person wears a VR headset and they try to basically tell their partner where to um, drive the drone. I don't know what quite the right word is. Direct, I guess. And this challenge is kind of interesting because it seems kind of fit for a child because I think a five-year-old could probably operate a drone, but then you have that extra aspect of the person operating the drone has to listen to their partner. So you really have to be able to give or take direction really well. And it is a good test of communication and teamwork. I think that a lot of these challenges have really tested teamwork, which is honestly kind of perfect because you are in pairs and you have to be willing to get along with your teammate. So even if the challenge seems kind of lame, it ends up kind of being interesting just because the first thing we find out is that Liv, who injured herself last episode, ends up having to leave. She doesn't even really get a goodbye, but we do see her briefly before they get to the challenge, um, hugging Big T and Amber B, but her arm is still really messed up. And I think most people could probably tell that her time was really running short, but I feel bad for her because... And she didn't get to say goodbye. She didn't even get an exit conf- confessional. Nicole, like, we watched Nicole at least pack her stuff and leave. Yeah, she didn't get to say goodbye. But we at least got to see her one last time. And a lot of people have said that Liv was a really good rookie because she had hands in multiple cookie jars. And I feel like if she had gotten farther, or at least if she'd even had a better edit, and she probably could have made it to the final. I could see her as winning an elimination easily. And probably not being with Michi anymore. Or maybe even if Michi wins, which I think it's more likely that Liv would win over him. Maybe he'll just pick a different partner. And I think that she seemed really strategic, even though you didn't really get to hear a lot of her strategy. All you really heard was her being close to Big T and basically doing anything to help her. Even if it was um, yelling at Joseph or not really liking him because that was a threat to Big T and that's her ultimate partnership. So, I mean, it's kind of good that they weren't able to be partners because that would be a threat and you want your hands to be multiple cookie jars. But she was really able to do that. So I am sad to see her go. But hopefully she gets to come back sometime in the really near future. So this challenge with the drone is definitely a lot harder than I think a lot of people expected. A lot of people are failing pretty miserably. There are some people who can't figure out how to steer the drone or are steering it into walls or are just falling on the floor and breaking the drone. 
So I guess it really shows which teams can't communicate very well. Um, TJ thinks it's funny too, whenever somebody fails, because Leroy has a confessional where he talks about TJ laughing at him because it took them about 30 seconds to crash. And he says, Oh, well, I don't want to play no more. So I thought that that was really funny. Uh, my mom and I kind of ugly laughed at that. And <laughs> just, but you know, when TJ laughs at you, it's really bad because he doesn't really laugh at people unless it's like genuinely funny. And to be genuinely funny, you really kind of have to suck. So yeah, a lot of people suck and he ends up dragging them after for filth saying that none of you should be pilots. Like all of you are kind of trash. So yeah. Um, I think if you're ever going to be on the challenge, maybe you should practice with a drone just in case. You never know. You never really know what you have to be good at. Like there could be a challenge about using nutcrackers, for example. I'm just looking at one that I have on my table right now. And, you know, some people might not know how to use a nutcracker, but you might need to use one if it, maybe it's, it's Christmas themed. But anyway, um, Devin and Tori are the only people to complete the challenge which I think is really interesting that only one group completed it. So obviously they win. And we all know that Devin is probably going to be on a power trip. And Tori ends up wanting to vote herself in because she wins the eliminations. Now she has the choice. And she says that she wants to go against Amber, which she thinks is like an easy win because Amber is kind of small and Tori knows that it's going to be a hall brawl. So she thinks that she can easily beat Amber, but I think she's kind of naive and ridiculous to assume that she could beat anybody because she thought that she would beat Jenna last season and she still lost. Um, I mean, she didn't lose by a lot, so she probably could have won if she'd gone a little bit faster, but a loss is a loss. It doesn't really matter how fast you go. So it would be kind of interesting if she was to throw herself in and then lose again. And Big T is not having it. She thinks that Tori's full of it. She thinks that Tori's kind of stupid, which, I mean, I kind of get. You know, you can't ever assume that you're going to win because you don't really know what your competitor is capable of unless maybe they were your former partner. But if they're your former partner, you wouldn't be competing against them anyway because your former partner is probably male or female. They're not the same gender as you. So you don't really know. So I feel like Amber is really underestimated and I hope that she gets a chance to go and soon improve herself because I'm kind of getting tired of people thinking that she's small. So she's an easy win. And especially from Tori, because this has happened to her before and she obviously didn't learn her lesson. I don't quite know how long it took, but it felt like it didn't take very long before Devin was already going through a power trip and feeling like he was up at the top of the world when he's only won one elimination and he's only won a challenge where nobody else finished. So he didn't really have competition. Um, one thing I noticed is that when he was talking about all the people on his hit list, they were all people of color. So I don't know what's going on there, but I don't think he mentioned a single person that was white or blonde or whatever. It was like Nani and, um, I think Josh and Leroy and Casey and it's just all, yeah, people of color. And a lot of people were mentioning that on Twitter too. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. 
like I didn't really notice um, until I heard all of his na- names and I was like, wow, there's not a single white person on there. And a lot of people were talking about it on Twitter after. So I was like, okay, I know that I'm not just going crazy. So yeah, this is why we don't let Devin have power because he thinks that everybody has to listen to him and follow him. And the same thing is kind of happening with Josh. Um, even though Josh is not in power, there's a little bit of an argument that he has with Jay about not trusting each other or something. And it's funny because um, earlier in the episode, before the challenge, Teresa was talking about how she didn't feel like they could trust Josh and that Josh might try to throw Jay in. And I mean, Jay didn't really seem that concerned about it. But then you see Josh talking about how much he doesn't trust Jay and how badly he wants to beat him. And then they get into a fight and Jay completely stands up for himself. It's amazing because a lot of people, I think, are afraid to stand up to Josh. They kind of just try to antagonize him and try to get him to stop. But they don't actually say, hey, you know what, you're not going to speak to me like that. I mean, CT kind of does, but it's a little different because it's CT, and he would stand up to, like, literally a fly if the fly was bothering him. So CT's not really afraid of it, and we're showing that Jay is not really afraid of it either. So it's kind of cool to see him come out of his shell a little bit and not just be, like, the chill guy all the time. But he's able to create waves with people without seeming like a jerk. And Josh is really upset by that and says that he wants to go in against Jay. So obviously he's going to go and campaign against him, which I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see if it's successful. We go to the club scene, which is actually before the whole Josh and Jay argument. But I felt like it was more important to just talk about it then. Um, But at the club scene, Nelson and Corey are talking about how much they love each other and trust each other and how close that they are to Fessy which really plays into kind of what happens later in the episode. Um, Fessy is also kind of fooling around with Gabby, who allegedly has a boyfriend back home. We haven't really heard her talk about it, but that's just what I've heard from like the social media universe. Um, he doesn't want to really get at Tori because he knows that she's engaged. Um, but a lot of people really aren't having the flirting. Amber says that, He's trying to split game when she when he doesn't really have game, which also kind of made me laugh because Amber is just like dragging everybody for filth tonight. Um, another important scene at the club is when Tori is talking about how if Amber was to go in, she would want to go against Amber. And Devin said that, like, hey, I'm not going to let you do that. I'll get you red skull another time. Or I'm sorry, gold skull. I get them kind of confused. So I guess we'll just say skull because I feel like that's happened before where I've not quite remembered the color. But anyway, anyway, he says that, you know, we're not going to do that. And she seems kind of upset about it, but at least they're able to kind of come to a consensus and figure out who they would want to keep safe and who they would want to throw in. So they each get people who... They don't feel comfortable throwing in. And then there's people who they want to throw in. And then Devin suggests, I think, Nani and Josh. And Tori doesn't want to do that. But she already got three people that she could save. And Devin doesn't want her to get another. So that's kind of another issue. Is just how they can't really agree on anything. 
So hopefully it's all going to work out in their favor, but who knows? It might even be more interesting if it doesn't work out and they just fight all the time. Going into deliberation, I'm very confused about what's going to happen because it seems like there's a lot of names out there, but there's three names that people are really set on. And I think the names are Nelson and Amber, Nani and Josh, and Jay and Teresa. So that's three pairs that you can choose from. Um, Josh talks about how he wants Jay to go in, but then Nelson tries to stand up for his partner and say that you shouldn't underestimate but a lot of people kind of see through his little speech. Um, even Corey is telling him, you know, like, stop with the BS. Like, we all know that she's not really that good of a partner. She's not really connected with people. And Nelson talks about it later, how he kind of regrets being with her. Which, you know, it's like you can't really have it both ways. You can't regret it and then try to support her. I guess you can be upset at her. But I don't really think that she's done anything to upset him. But either way, Nelson and Amber end up getting chosen. But it seems pretty close because they only had 12 votes against them. And I think that there's like 12 pairs left. So if they had 12 votes, I know that a couple people got Vern votes like Anissa and Fessy and Nani or Cam and Kyle rather. Uh, so it must have been really close. So Jay and Teresa must have gotten the most after that. So I wonder what would happen if it had been a tie. Because if you have 12 and 12, well, no, actually, you would have had 12 and 10. But anyway, it could end up being a tie somehow, like eventually. So I wonder if the double agents would get to pick or if maybe they would revote and say, hey, you can only vote for the top two teams. So no more burn votes, which I think is actually really good. Um, just because people can't just bum a vote off on somebody because they don't want to make waves. Like, they actually have to play the game and not be a coward about it. But we don't need to worry about that this time. And Tori is still saying that she wants to go in if she gets the opportunity. Um, so it'll be interesting if she's able to convince Devin. Because he said no, but she's still kind of prying him about it and saying, well, you're going to give me what you want. So... I don't know. I think that she might get what she wants, but at the same time, she might not. Because I feel like she's less likely to budge than, I mean, Devin. But you never know. Like, if it's males, then it doesn't really benefit her to go in anyway. So I guess we'll just have to see what happens. The elimination that we are faced with is a classic hall brawl. We could figure it out from the preview from the last episode, but it looks pretty crazy. Um, and Nelson or Amber M is obviously going to be participating because they were chosen. But TJ doesn't say whether or not it's going to be males or females. And a lot of people are thinking it's a male, but they don't really know. So he asks Devin and Tori if either of them wants to go in. And she says that she wants confirmation of whether or not it's going to be males or females because she doesn't have her skull, but Devin already does. So she doesn't want him to go in if obviously it's males. Um, she ends up declining because TJ doesn't give them any information. And he reveals that it is going to be males after they've decided who is going to go in. They decide that Fessy and Nisa are going to go in. 
Um, you hear Tori and Fessy briefly talking as they're walking into the elimination. He says that he wants to go in against Nelson. Nelson is injured. I think his fingers are dislocated. And it seems like an easy win for Fessy. Plus, it's Hall Brawl, and he knows that he's good at that. But that decision kind of shocks a lot of people. Um, I think it basically shocks everybody. But it definitely upsets certain people. Josh is yelling at Fessy and yelling at Tori because he wanted to go in. Um, and he didn't get the chance to do so. So Fessy should just give him the chance. But Fessy says no. Um, later, come to find out that Josh actually didn't want to go in. He was telling Tori, do not make me go in. Like, I really don't want to do it. I don't want to risk it this early. Even though he's talking about how badly he wants to go in in his confessionals. So... He's a liar. What else is new? Like, just say that you don't want to go in and go. But don't act like you want to go in. Because if he had been picked, he probably would have complained about it. He probably would have cried. And let's be honest, he probably wouldn't have done that well at Hall Brawl. I mean, I think that he would probably be able to tackle his uh, opponent, but probably pretty briefly. And his opponent probably would have dragged him. I mean, if you're competing with Nelson, it probably would have been harder um for nelson to get past but nelson is still a really fast runner so if he just jumps in front of you he can probably win which i think would have happened with josh so i'm kind of glad that we didn't get that because it would have been kind of obvious from the get-go um so fessy's chosen and Corey's also upset by it uh, nelson's upset by it nelson thinks that they're friends and he feels betrayed by fessy Anissa's upset by it because Fessy didn't consult with her and it could have just so happened that it was still females and Anissa would have had to go in and she didn't even get any say. Big T is upset. I don't quite know why Big T is upset, but I'm not going to complain because I love Big T. And you know what? If she's upset, you did something wrong. That's it. If she's upset at how you cooked your eggs, you cooked your eggs wrong. <laughs> you know what? Like, I love Big T. She needs to be protected. And she tells it like it is. And it just shows a decision like that can really affect the entire house. Um, Nelson is very, very hurt. I know I mentioned that already. But I think he's still upset to this day that Fessy chose to go against him. Because even if it's easy... You're doing your friend dirty for a chance at a million dollars. It's not even guaranteed. And I think most people would probably screw a friend over for that amount of money. But I just don't think it's worth it. Especially if you're somebody like Fessy, who is still trying to get the house on your side. And you really only have a specific group of people, which is the Big Brother people. And if they don't like you, then, you know, you're basically out of luck. So, yeah, I think he definitely did something bad in that scenario. You would think that since there's such a divide between the size of Nelson and Fessy, that Fessy wouldn't have to play dirty, but he is playing very dirty. You see him kind of slam into Nelson, like try to hurt his finger, even though like he knows that Nelson is injured in his finger. He even pulls his face shield off. And, like, tries to throw dirt in his mouth. Um, we didn't actually end up seeing that, but I found that out from Twitter, of course. Because Twitter is always reliable. Like, we know this. Um, but honestly, I believe it. Because Fessy was really playing dirty. And he still barely won the first round. 
And they're about to go into the second round. And TJ says, hey, no more playing dirty. So I kind of wish that he had gotten disqualified for that. Because he was really playing hard. Still barely got the win. And I think that Nelson should have been given a point. Or Fessy should have been disqualified. I think that it was... Well, I don't know if it was harsh enough to completely disqualify Fessy because the rules weren't made very clear about what you could and couldn't do, but you should know that already. So Nelson should have at least gotten that point. And I think that he probably could have won because Fessy looks like he was gassing out. But we go into the second round and Fessy ends up winning. He still barely wins, though. He still probably hits the bell maybe a couple of seconds before um, Nelson does. Or, I'm sorry, the button. Bell, button, same thing. You have to touch something in order to win. But, um, yeah, a lot of people are very upset with him. It seems like a really cruel and messed up move because you're putting your friend in danger. You're putting your partner in danger because you don't really fully know what the circumstances are. And a lot of people really probably are not going to trust him. And I get that it's a game, and I get that it's very physical, and I get that there's a lot of money on the line. But if it was me, I could never do that to a friend. I would rather just lose and know that, hey, my friend did me dirty, but I'm not going to have to really face a lot of repercussions for it besides just going home, you know, without any money. But I would honestly probably rather make no money than make money, but really hurt a close friend in the process. And the thing about the, uh, the thing about it is that Fessy's not even guaranteed money. You know, he could still go out before the final, or he could still make it to the final, but not win anything. So, yeah, you basically screwed your friend over for a shot at a million dollars. And not even a full million dollars, probably just a share. Um, Nelson gave a little speech before he went, just about how sad he felt to be betrayed by his friend. And it really made me emotional because I know that he has PTSD from what happened last season. He took a bullet for Corey and ended up going home, got hurt really badly. But he was already hurt going into this elimination, so it was even worse. Like, Rogan beat him fair and square, but Rogan didn't play dirty. Fessy played really dirty, and that's the difference. That really shows you who is really your friend and who is showing their true colors. Plus, Rogan was already going in. It's not like he threw himself in. Not like Tim and Nelson were friends anyway, but Nelson threw himself in. So it's a little bit different when you throw yourself in and you play dirty, whereas you throw yourself in, and your um, competitor doesn't play dirty. So I would just feel a lot better if it was me just to go in and lose like a champ because people make you look like a fool all the time, but that shouldn't really define you. And I think Nelson is really maturing as a competitor. I remember when he first started, he was just, so irritated at everybody he didn't really seem to like a lot of people he always needed to be in charge and I mean the thing was he always cared about his friends that was always the constant and I mean I think just he's really shown that he is a good person but 
I think he needs to stop playing with his heart and with emotions because that's not going to get him to the end. And he knows that. He said it earlier in the episode that he didn't want to play with his heart or play emotional. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, you already play emotional. But at least he's becoming more self-aware of his gameplay. So I really hope that he is able to find find peace with what happened And to be able to move on and maybe not be friends with Fessy in the future, but still maybe stop playing such an emotional game. Because I would like to see him make a final, but I don't know if that's going to happen with his um, gameplay now. As always with uh, an elimination, the winning competitor gets to decide who their new partner is going to be. Or whether they want to stay with their old partner, take the partner of the person who went home... Or infiltrate any other partnership. And so obviously he's not going to choose Amber. Because he just gives her a look that is hilarious. Um, But I mean all it does is really prove that he doesn't want to be with her. Um, He decides to actually leave Anissa. Using the justification that she. Or that he doesn't want her to feel like she has a bad partner. Which is I mean fair. But then he ends up choosing Casey. And Leroy, who was Casey's partner, ends up being stuck with Anissa. And she's not really happy about it. She feels like Fessy is selfish, which is true, obviously, given his actions of the episode. Um, And she seems kind of concerned to be with Leroy because he is a good partner, but he's still not a champion. And I think she wants to be with somebody who has the ability to become a champion. And I just don't know if Leroy does. I love the guy, but I mean... I don't know at this rate. I think that if he hasn't won, he's not going to win now. But it could still be an interesting dynamic. Um, Fessy's move is especially dumb, though, because he ends up picking somebody who's really already in his alliance, his big brother friend Casey. And already, now that's one pair that you have that's going to have a target on their back because Fessy already has a target. Now he's with somebody who he's already close to. He's already uh, pissed off Josh, so obviously he's not going to piss off Josh. But now people are probably going to be upset at Casey because of Fessy's actions, which I don't really think is fair to her. You also lose that dynamic of, you know, one partnership that you know is not going to want to go against you. So, for example, if Fessy and Casey are in separate partnerships, Fessy and Casey are probably not going to want to go against each other. Um, obviously Casey was with Leroy who she felt like she couldn't really trust, but I feel like Leroy would kind of give her the benefit of the doubt and not make her partnership go up against one of her best friends. So I think it was a dumb move. And I mean, honestly, Jay said it best. He's made a lot of dumb moves. So I feel like his time in the game is going to be pretty slim. And if it's not pretty slim, I don't think he'll be able to win. I think that he'll get some karma of some sort. The last partnership that ends up coming about is Amber M with Michi. And he talks about how good looking they are. They're kind of small, but he's very optimistic about it, which I really appreciate because he doesn't even really know Amber, but he's excited to be with her. So I wish them the best of luck. I think that they're going to be a really good partnership. Maybe not winning challenges, but being able to fly under the radar a little bit, a little bit, and make uh, new partnerships with people. So next week, I guess we'll just have to see the aftermath. 
I mean, I know that people are probably going to be going against him because per the preview, Corey gets into a fight with Fessy. Josh gets into a fight with Fessy. Um, I don't know how long it'll last. I know that Corey wants revenge, but I think that he might just want to work with Fessy because that's really probably your only alliance besides Natalie. And even if he did Nelson wrong, he probably won't do Corey wrong because Corey might be the only person that trusts him and vice versa. So I'm excited to see what happens next week. Hopefully we actually get an episode and I don't look like a fool telling you guys that I'm going to see you on uh, New Year's when I'm not going to because I didn't put out an episode. So let's hope they don't make me act a fool again. And until then, I will see you guys next Thursday.